Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. This is your host, Mr. Brian Pierce. Thank you very much for tuning in and joining us live on this Tuesday evening of Seat Time, episode 225. 225. So many numbers. You don't even know what's going on with your microphone right now. It looks like a limp little noodle that you don't know how to put in your mouth. That's a good thing because <laughs> you have had way too much it may be awkward. So thank you very much for tuning in to Seat Time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We beer drink and binge race our way through all of the recent off-road news. Good thing is we have a bunch of badass off-road news to go through this week, um, especially because of the fact that Team USA, for the first time in 91 years, has won the International Six-Day Enduro. It's going to be fantastic. This week, we're working on getting Ryan Sipes on. We're going to have Eric Kudla to talk to us about it. Ryan Sipes obviously was, was supposed to go. Yes. Shit happens when you party naked in front of stuff. There's obviously crap that went down at the GNCC with the broken arm, getting run over. However, we'll, we'll talk to him and figure that out. Didn't get to go. Lay Michael filled in. Those guys Did kicked awesome ass and job. won. Yep. And then we're going to talk to Eric Kudla, who's the – he works for AMA Racing now. So obviously he's there. That you know. would be a huge whole week for Eric. I mean – Oh, two weeks. Step right into AMA off-road. Yeah. He and shows then, up at boom. a full gas. He shows up at a couple national enduros, and then all of a sudden, I run into him at another race, and then this, that, the other, and then I mean, we're like, "Hey, we what's up, OTKO?" And then we could like, say that they won. We knew Eric before when. Oh, right. Okay, oh, well, we can oh, go yeah, that yeah. way too. I mean, <laughs> you know, we go both ways. We don't want to have to like toot our own horn or anything, but we did talk to him on the internet before he was famous. Did the, did the computer just fart? I don't know. <laughs> did you hear that? It was that? you earlier. Okay, awesome. Like, so, yeah. of course, we are Sea Time. We're the uh, online show for the offer enthusiasts. We have to thank our sp sponsors, and we want you to thank our sponsors by supporting them. Of course, so let's go through this. Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. You can get them from flyracing.com. You can get them from your local dealer, or you can get them from on any online retailer. And if you were to want to support Seat Time while supporting Fly Racing, you can get Fly Racing on Rocky Mountain ATV by using the link in the description to the video, which awesome. is actually an affiliate link, so it just gives us a little bit of a kickback, which is fun. You've worn Fly before. Did I you did. feel Fly? I felt. We had the whole discussion, or y'all had the whole discussion about the. Yeah. yeah, breezy. Yeah, that. so uh, I did just get some new fly gear. It's on its way now. Uh, so is it the, is also, it the tie dye gear? It is not the Damn tie dye, it! but uh, I would like to get the tie dye gear. So yeah, they only made um, a thousand sets of that. Yeah, but and in the long run, I, I that's not the, much. I wear the fat kid size, so oh, right, yeah. sh shouldn't run out there. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So I don't, dude, fly fly also came up uh, is on board for for a lot of different events whether it's uh, texas cross country uh, racing association uh the rev limiter they're they're supporting a lot of local racing so that's Dig awesome yep. hey steven how's his microphone is it pointed in his mouth hole enough no oh my Same. gosh is that better what did, what? did yeah. we, did you we gotta, try that you out is that better when you talk you talk like oh, this is you it talk like, like this? this you can't talk like this oh because then nobody can hear you how's you that talk steven like is that better mm, is it better when we rub it you like mm. that okay <laughs> um, and of course, Kenda Tire. So, KendaTire.com. We, we loved Kenda Tire. Love you know, when Brian Story was on the show, he said that he cannot keep the Ibex in stock. That's awesome. It shows yeah. up and people are buying it and out the door with it. And I said, okay, well, here's, here's a question for you. So, this tire, because of its compound, will 
potentially, if not ridden in rocks and roots and all the nasty shit, right? If it's just run as a tire, will probably wear quicker. Is that a concern? He goes, well, the way that it grips, no, because he goes, I don't buy tires for the way that they wear. I buy tires for the way that they grip and the way that they handle the motorcycle to the ground. And I was like, solid point. Yes. You know, and some people do have that concern. You know, it, there's yeah. there's a budgetary thing to worry about in that kind of concern. But from what we've been understanding, people have been loving the way the Ibex has been working in right. all conditions, not just kind of the more extreme right. uh, well, conditions. And Kenda comes in at a price point that, okay, if it's going to wear out a little bit, you're still not going to give up that much. So right. let's go ahead and jump on some Kendas and traction for days and rock and roll yeah and if you get with the dunlop shit you're paying like 200 bucks for the gummy tire you know for the yeah. comparable ibex obviously you know you're paying like 200 bucks a tire so it's a it's a pretty penny for that kind of stuff yeah we've run those the sticky compound and actually after tko and other events and they're still good for another race or so, so. yeah i still have uh, mine on for my one and a half laps at the tko <laughs> Texas did not represent very well at the TKO this year. There was a lot of boys from Texas that did not make it very far. That's all right. We I all, was one we, of them. We've always got next year to suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, SRT Off-Road. So you can check those guys out at SRT Off-Road. Um, I, I love going into Adventure Moto here in McKinney because they carry all of this stuff. They carry Fly Racing, they carry Kenda, and they carry SRT Off-Road products. So I can walk in there and be like, hey, you guys are awesome. Thanks for supporting the sport. And I can go buy whatever our sponsors carry right. whenever you need it on the spot and you just kind of gotta you gotta have it you gotta have it and i just realized that i don't have the chat room up so if you guys want to jump in the chat room you want to go to tlk.io slash seat time and i apologize for that and uh steven yes there's youtube chat too youtube too but you know do whatever you need to do have fun with it so if you've noticed we say you can go to the website and click the little amazon banner and go shop on amazon and we get a kickback from that do you shop on amazon so we got this buddy, Rick Nolan. Mm. He is an Amazon junkie. And he doesn't buy shit through the Seat Time website. Well, Can we we'll call him out right now? Rick, come on now. Seriously. You are an Amazon junkie. So Pay you attention should be to the like microphone. Right there. So, okay. Anyway. It's like uh, a tit. You want that so shit? So I, I have now ordered three different things from Amazon. So Rick has turned ever? me on to Amazon. Yes, ever. So and I'm none just. None of them came now. through the Seat Time website. No. But I All will you gotta go do today. is go, instead of going Amazon.com, yeah. you go SeatTime.co. Enter, enter. There on the side, there's a little Amazon banner. Blink. You hit that. All right, let's check it out. And on that, Steven's taking just, us there. That's now. it. Like so, instead of typing Amazon.com, you just type SeatTime.co and click the Shop Amazon button right there. Sweet. Click I did that, not know and that. That is like every every purchase you make, we get three to four percent of that. You could spend twenty dollars, and we get like. 40 cents, and that's fine. You buy Rick Nolan, are you paying attention because you spend like thousands of dollars a week at Amazon? Yeah. Rick is apparently fucking seat time right now. Oh, he is fucking it hard. (laughs) Damn it, Rick. Get your siders over here and have a good time. We were stroking the mic. This is not going well (laughs) for anybody. And then, of course, there is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC link in the description and um, on the website as well. And that's just if you want to use those kinds of things. We want you to go to your local dealer. But if you're somebody who does not do that Local and you want to have awesome. other ways to support Sea Time and different avenues, you can use that as well. Wow. It is an affiliate link. It's one of those situations where it gives us about three to four percent of whatever you could potentially purchase. 
uh, from that website. So yes, um, and apparently everybody wanted the Team USA shirts back. So they are available for the next six days. You can get them. They're still $25. They're there, shipping, all that kinds of stuff. It's going to work exactly the same. So we're going to take orders for six days. If you guys, you know, when, that, when those six days is up, I'm going to go to the printer and say, this is how many shirts we need. Um, I might order a couple extras. It depends on how many are sold. Um, and then we're going to go from there. I'm going to ship those out. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Team USA. And thank you to everybody that said, hell, yeah, we want those shirts again. Right. Because we've made them available again. I'm not going to lie. This is very tough process. So it's really, really interesting to kind of try to figure out and make happen. So it's only because so many people asked for the shirts to be available. So please, even if you, do, even if you did buy one before, share the link and let other people know that they can partake in what's going on. So, Mr. Mark Cook, or Cock, or Cooch, or Whatever Coochie, we want to go with or today. And then the stroke the microphone, mm. learning all about Amazon and how to shop through seattime.co. So awesome. Uh, you know, you're yeah. just going to, like, get a new mansion now since we're going to... It doesn't? Uh, no. We just want gas money, damn it. <laughs> gas money to the races? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, we came on. We're just going to talk a little bit about the, you know, we worked really hard on putting together an extreme event here in North Texas to, you know, give us something cool to do. Here's... Let, let's, let's take it back a handful of years. What's big for you? And I think you know where I'm headed with this, but what's been the biggest barrier of entry for you wanting or feeling like you can pull the trigger on putting an event like this together? Well, a lot of times we go to the races, we host races, so we've been on that promoting side, so we know that it costs money. And so for us to put on a big event like this, which is a one-off extreme event, uh, we talked to some of the top guys like Taylor Robert overall champion for ISDE this year, um, Corey Grafunder, Cody Webb, all those guys at a TKO, and they said to come to the middle of nowhere, which is in Texas, uh, they said it's going to take some money. So we asked them how much. said $10,000 for a pro purse. So that's what we've worked on for the last few years is to come together and coordinate. So we're putting on an extreme enduro, and we have a $10,000 purse now. Now, and, and for those of you who don't, think about purses like I do. It's not it's not like what your wife has because I know my wife doesn't have a purse that has $10,000 in it that we can pass out to the riders. But that is money that is then broken up between X amount right. of finishers, right? right. Or, or, or people that then place. So, what so is we have first the top 10. For, yeah, how's top 10 is going to get paid. Um, first place is 3500 Now, top 10, does that have to be pros or is that literally like that could no. that could be like a riders and whatever, whatever? So the way we've set this up is anybody can qualify for the final. So from each race we take the top half or the first race we take the top hundred and then from there, you know, it goes on to it gets to the last race, which is the top twenty five. So at that point in time, top ten is gonna get paid. So you could be a, a C rider, and if something just have a good crazy damn day. happened and everything went in your way, uh, you could end up with thirty five hundred dollars in your pocket at the end of the weekend. I like it. So everybody's got a chance. All right. So here's a big thing, though: is it's like 
We've noticed this at the National Enduros here outside of Texas and Louisiana. We've noticed this at the uh, at the National Enduros in Oklahoma, like all those kinds of stuff. Like, and we've we've talked about putting on larger than just like a local race, right? More regional, right? And this is right. a national race. Like, we would like to be pulling. Now, I'm not affiliated by any means when I say we. It's just that Mark right. and I have chatted a lot about these type of events for a long time. We want these to be much more you know, regional and national events, it's it's just so hard to get people to give a shit. Right. Um, and, and I say that not trying to be a douchebag. It's just a legitimate concern because of the fact that the National Enduro, when it comes to Louisiana, doesn't sell out, right? The National Enduro, when it comes to Texas... Doesn't sell, doesn't out. sell out. The National Enduro that's now in the, in Oklahoma, which hasn't is next weekend, out. hasn't sold out. And I think that that's kind of pathetic. But at the same time, we're at the end of the season, so a little bit of the fire is out. But I think a big problem is that what we are noticing here in Texas is a very huge lack of support of the sport. You know, we talk about the su- support of the sport a lot because of the fact that that's what it takes to have this clock keep turning, right? For right. that wheel keep turning. And, and so... You know, like the fact that you have worked so hard over the years to be like, I want to put a race on, but I want to put a race on that people want to come to. And sometimes it's because of money that they want to come. Right. Not because of a great event. Right. And that's yeah. that's that's what a, that's what's going to draw some of the bigger people. That's also what's going to draw some of our sponsors, because what it is, is we all want something. Most of us want something cool to go to. Say we got the T-shirt and we got to experience it. And so we have the local people a lot of times is they kind of get stuck in that. Well, let me just go to my local races. and But then they want to complain about the local series or the local races. But then when somebody tries to put on something really cool and put forth the effort, then they don't want to show up and support it. So whether it's our local races, whether it's the the national enduros or anything like that, we need to work together collectively throughout all the different series and things like that to try to make sure that we support each other because that's I mean off road needs everybody's support yeah. to to survive. To you, to you will know this. I would hope more than me. Torn is for profit. Yes, right? there are for profit series. Is Torx TC, TCCRA is nonprofit. TCCRA is Toro is nonprofit. Toro's right. nonprofit. TSEC and Torx. Torx is for profit and TSEC is nonprofit. Okay. If it's a nonprofit race organization that is bucking any kind of national off road event, that's crap. Right. Right? Like, yeah, I would think so. And I feel like this is something that it's like this is one of those situations where TCCRA needs to be out there with their damn banners. And like, hey, Oklahoma people, hey, New Mexico people, hey, right. Colorado people, we have a whole race organization that you can come race if you don't want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a chance to like promote have a whole TCCRA group right. up there. Um, kind of like a few years ago, we went and and uh, it was you know Supercross, and TCCRA had their whole pits, had their banners out, they were doing signups for the for the new year, things like that. And and so that's kind of the same thing. I mean, with the nationals, that's you what would you need think to do. you need to get Mark Verzak on board to have the signups at your event. Yeah, that would that's a good option. Yeah, way to go, man. He is good for something. Sometimes, sometimes we try to figure this. Speaking to the mic, that. I know. All right. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's that would be the idea of the whole situation. So we picked January fourteenth and fifteenth because we made sure we were not on any other local events. As well as regional events. So if we become 
I keep saying we. It, it is your race. I'm sorry. I probably, don't don't confuse well, the matter. I say we because like because you know we we bounce yeah, ideas like, off each other. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like we, we have talked about events for too many years that it right. definitely feels like yeah. we are still involved. Um, but yeah, like you, we will take offense. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we really try to work with all of the local series uh, and and get our date out ahead of them and say, look, please work with us and support us and don't put any dates on, on, on these events. We made sure that we weren't on any national events as well, you know, any PG. We made sure that uh, all of the series, it's either at the end of their series or at the start of their series. So this is a great opportunity just to come out and have a good good time. I mean, Saturday, Sunday racing going on, you know, it's, it's for some money. I mean, who, who, who doesn't want money? I mean, who doesn't do want money? All right, so okay. dates. January 14th and 15th. Now, let's real quick back yeah, up on this we? money thing because this race is totally for nonprofit, the Multiple Sclerosis American Association. Uh, 100% of the proceeds are going to them. I'm making nothing off of this event. Uh, our vendors are not making anything. Our sponsors are not making anything. We are putting this event on for the MSAA. So this is going to be their fundraiser, this, one of their fundraisers this year, and they're very excited about it. Uh, so with this, we're going to draw a lot of spectators that are not currently involved in the off-road series, and so we want to show them what off-road's about. Mm. So we need all of the racers and spectators to come out and, and show them, hey, look, this is a great avenue of Red good Bull. family fun and, and, and entertainment. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, website. Where can people learn more information? Website. Uh, RevLimiterExtreme.com. Mm. Instagram, RevLimiterExtreme. Facebook, RevLimiterExtreme. Simple. Simple. Uh, you can go in. Now, for, for our uh, non-pros, so that's C through A classes, we're only taking 200 entries. So you need to go uh, and get your pre-registration turned in and get that all done. It's all on the website, so you can go in, pre-register, get your number, get everything taken care of right there. Dig it. Easy. Dig it. How many pros? As many as you can get? As many as many wants to battle it out. Oh, I like it. I like it. I as like many it. As many wants cool. to battle it Cool. It's going to be a good time. Well, as we kind of finish this conversation, Stephen, let's get Mr. Ryan Sipes called in, and we will we will uh, get the earplugs and the earphones going. So it's going to be fun. Stephen and I are hoping um, I'll definitely be at the event if we can make sure that Stephen can be there and be away from the family. He's going to be there as well. We're going to be in the UTV. We're going to be out there filming. I'm probably going to do my best to ride the event, but it really just depends on where – where we, the collective we, are all at when it comes to being able to know that media is covered. Like, right. if we need to be running and gunning and shooting and stuff like that, then I'm going to be behind a camera uh, making sure that that kind of stuff is, is taking place. And if that's not the case, and then, you know, we have everything kind of covered to a degree, and I can go ahead and, and ride the motorcycle, then I'll be out there hopefully not quitting. Well, we need to go ahead and uh, get it figured out so we can put a GoPro on top of you and stream live up to the scoring so all the spectating can see all the crashes. Oh, we know. Awesome. Yeah, we've got the technology. We just need to actually have the money. So if anybody out there wants to fit the bill for about $2,000, $3,000 for us to buy some of the transmission That's equipment it. it would take, okay. ish. We can do that. Ish. Mr. Ryan Sipes, this is what What's I up? look like when I'm trying to, to rush here. Hey, our Twinkies, way to go. Yeah, I know. Well, I told him, I said, you're wearing your sexy shirt, right? And he was like, well, duh. 
Steven, I don't think he can hear us. I can hear you. Okay. You're just not responding. You just weren't responding. He's to just the like, fuck shirt. these guys. These guys are a bunch of tools. I can't see you, though. Oh, he oh. can't see you, Steven. Maybe the pain meds haven't kicked in yet. Yeah, have the pain meds? Maybe they've already kicked in. Maybe so. And Ryan's just like <laughs> totally out of it. It says it's I on. I can see dude. you, Brian, but it's your goofy face and a still picture. So. Oh. Steven, give him some video, man. Holy crap. He's got to live with. He can't just live with that, that goofy picture the thing. whole time. It's us, of course, Steven, that don't get video. Oh, don't give video this time. What's the deal? There you go. He's got it. Trophy is not making it. Oh, Eric sounds like he's trying to screw us over. Mr. Ryan Sipes, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's going good. Went over to mom and dad's and had some supper, and now we're back. And you're like, internet. Woohoo. <laughs> What'd you say? It's like, it's good to have internet. Yeah, no doubt. Well, dude. Okay, I have to ask. How's that shirt fit? Does it does it work? Is it? It's perfect. It's it's good. Yeah, no, I like it. I wish I'd have got to wear it at the actual deal, but uh, eh. Oh, I I hear that. Okay, so we have to kind of dive in a little bit to the experience that happened at uh Powerline Park. Powerline, Powerline Park. Powerline Park. Because it's just too weird to not talk about. So we kind of got to figure out a little bit more about what happened at the event. To you, obviously. Yeah, um, it was a weird deal, and it was, from a lot of people I've talked to, it wasn't, like, neither of us for being stupid or anything like that. We, I mean, the way the GNCCs are is basically everybody from somewhere between the pits and the start, uh, on their way to the start, they will kind of rip back and forth, make sure, you know, brakes are seated in, bikes running good, you know, nothing's weird, nothing's loose, falling off. You know, make sure the bike's going to run, and then you go to the start and wait for, you know, for it to take off. And we were all doing the same thing we always do. We were out behind all the trucks, like away from everybody and kind of ripping back and forth. And, um, I mean, there's probably 10 people out there. And, but it all, it's always pretty safe because you're never going very fast. You know, the fastest you'll go is second gear, like half throttle, you know. And, uh, but anyway, I turned around this truck. And there was a guy coming right at me and I don't think he was being stupid either. You know, it was, it was kind of from, I don't remember it, but some, from what I've heard, it was by the time we saw each other, it was too late. And, um, yeah. he said, I hit the brakes to try to avoid, you know, getting in a head on cause we were going to hit dead on, you know, head on. And, uh, I went down, lost the front end in the grass and he ran over me. Mm -hmm. So, he must. I think he must have caught my arm first, and then my head, because I was knocked out for a couple minutes too. Oh wow! So, so uh, yeah, just bad, bad timing, and just you know, not going to going to ISD was pretty painful. But you know, whatever stuff happens, I guess. Yeah, I don't even know how to think about that one because I mean, like in life, right? We've learned so many strange times that have to adapt when just 
things don't go the way that they're yeah. supposed to. But in this situation, when it like for for us, right, enthusiasts of racing, right, we want to like for us, racing isn't our job, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so like it, it's kind of like oh, you know that would that sucks so much. But for you being like racing is your job, and you get hurt at your job, and then that job then keeps you from doing that enthusiasm, that enthusiast aspect of the sport. Because in the long run, you know. Maybe the ISD one day could potentially make it to a little bonus for you guys, right? But I doubt it is. I doubt you guys are essentially being paid extra to go to these events. I could imagine that it probably costs you money, you know. So in that 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 regard, it's your enthusiasm time, you know. It's your enthusiast off road racing time. So that's where it sucks because it takes away from from that getting out of the grind, going to something a little bit different, and kind of working your way out of the norm. So. I am sorry that that happened to you. I know it's not much because I'm just a guy who's on a couch on the internet, but I that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, and that's one of my favorite races of the year, um, just because I just really enjoy that format and the kind of racing it is. It's it's uh, it's the most fun. It's more fun than GNCC or motocross to me, just because you gotta you gotta be so on the edge but you got to be in control at the same time somehow. It's such a fine line you have to walk, and it's really fun to, to try to do. And there's a strategy in it, you know, all kind of it's, – it's just a good time. So yeah. it was – and then going back, I mean, I was hoping to defend my overall win from last year. And, but the good thing is another American won it, so that's two in a row for the U.S. Yeah, and like – it's crazy because now we've won, right? That's been, right? It's never happened, right? 91 years going on, and especially since, you know, Kirk Caselli, what, 2003 was on the junior world trophy team, kind of got the itch from his dad. Then they kind of took over from there. 2007, he's starting to kind of, you know, overall E2 classes and really starting to, to put a name behind it and stuff like that. And now you guys did it. You know, you did what, what him and his father really set out to do, um, and not only did you do that, but you guys have also started to set a precedence for American off-road racers at the overall of the ISDE. And, and I know, I bet you Taylor Robert could even speak to what that means even more to American fans now that he's raced in Europe for an entire year. Like, the, uh, I would imagine that what you accomplished last year and what he's now accomplished this year as an overall, you know, we're kind of like awesome. But like I think that they, they you know Europeans probably have so much more understanding of how difficult that is to do what you guys have done. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that I one of the reasons that I wanted to do the reports for Racer X every every night is I would like for like it's a huge deal to Europeans the ISD is and over here. It's not. Most people don't even know what it is. They think right. it's a, a GNCC in Europe. <laughs> right. And it's not. It's not even close. So, and I mean, as as much emphasis and hype as the the nation motocross the nations gets, um, I mean, it's ISD should get that from the off road crowd, but they really don't. They kind of. I think it brought a little bit more. Um, a little bit more attention to it last year when I won because um, I've still got people coming up and saying, you know, awesome job. That's cool what you did over there, but they don't really know what I did. You know, they just right. want, and they know I won something that nobody else had won before. Um, so I wanted to 
like when I called Davy Coombs, it was like, hey, let me write this, you know, basically a little story and uh, uh, an update every night, and I'll talk to the guys. I know what goes on over there and like what it's really like. So let me talk to them, get their comments, and then I'll add, I'll, I'll explain it, you know, basically, so people understand what's going on. And I hope I did a good job doing that. It seemed like people are reading it, but that'd be my, I mean, that'd be awesome if, if people paid as much attention to it as they do the motocross of nations, which probably never going to happen, but it, it is a big deal. The ISD is a big deal and it's, it's literally the best of the best. Like yeah. each country picks their best four, um, to go over there. So it's not, it's not just anybody can show up. You yeah, know, it's you our gotta, Olympics basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Olympics, basically. Yeah, and it's uh, so it's the best of the best. And if you can be the best of all the best of the best, like I was last year, like Taylor was this year, and like our trophy team is, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, we're world champions. You know, I, I mean, I thought of myself as a world champion last year after winning it because I beat everybody. Everybody. And Taylor, everybody. Taylor stood after this year. He beat everybody, the best off-road guys in the world. He beat them all. So. And then the team being world champions, it's it's huge. It's a pretty big deal in my eyes. Yeah. So hopefully it gets a lot more notoriety now, you know, two years in a row with Ryan winning and now Taylor and then the actual team, the, the trophy team winning. Hopefully people really start paying attention. I know media has, has, you know, continuously gotten more coverage for it, you know, after you won. So, you know. Maybe yeah. people are starting to get the hang of it. I think I think what FMF has done too is absolutely amazing. I, and I think is FMF one of your sponsors, or I mean, one of the team sponsors. Uh, yeah. And were they they were last year too as well, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Regardless of that, I know that guys like Little D would have done the exact same thing, and I know that they've been a team sponsor of the uh, of, of the United States at the ISDE. I love what they do. They do such a fantastic job of helping get this kind of media out there because when you did such a fantastic job last year and won, they were, I mean, 30 minutes later, all of a sudden, you know, they got posters and banners and ads out on stuff like that in magazines the next month, and they've already seen that. You know what I mean? And I think that that's fantastic. It, it does take those... Because I th like the way that FMF and, and groups like FMF do a good job of feeling grassroots still, right? Like, I don't, they don't feel super, super huge, even though they do a great job of running a fantastic business. They don't feel huge. So they still feel very reachable by normal people. And I think that that does a good job of, of reaching more people that are going to be tuned into it. I think part of a problem is it's so long. I don't think people tune into it. They don't, you know, like... We do because we wish we could be there. Right. Like, either yeah. as an enthusiast watching or as a club racer racing. You know, like, that's why we kind of have that day-to-day. -day. And you, obviously, to the point now where you, you want to, you know, regain your title and, and come back and do that again. But, uh, yeah, I thought what you did for Racer X was awesome. Um, it, was, it was one of those things that every day I got a chance to read through it. I had to kind of scope back through everything again before we chatted on the phone just so I kind of remembered some of the highlights and key points. But I did like the fact that you took quotes from the writers and then expanded upon them. And I thought that that was the right way to do it because right. sometimes things they may say may not come across to us as again enthusiasts opposed to racers and or riders that haven't been in those in those shoes but i thought what you did uh came across amazingly well of a way of explaining what they were talking about thank you yeah that was my goal i just wanted like i said if if 
the problem is people don't understand it as much and they don't know how big of a deal it is. So the more they understand it, that it is the best of the best, you know, it's, it is gnarly. Six days sounds, sounds gnarly, but that's not it. Like the terrain you're going over the long days. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty tough race and to win it is, a, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, we got a good question. This popped up in my head and the, from the chat room as well. What are your thoughts on the new format this year? Like, it makes sense numbers wise to kind of cut back. No, uh, sorry, new uh, rider number format this year because it costs a lot of money to send six dudes, right? But it seems like th- there was a huge detriment to so many teams from the four riders and four and four scores count, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't right. have a throwaway this year. Um, in six days of riding, That's yeah, huge. a lot of shit can happen. Um, so, what are your thoughts on that? Having watched it, kind of, you know, come to fruition. Yeah, it's uh, it throws a whole new element into it because you can't. Not that anybody wants to crash or get hurt or whatever, but there's um, you almost have to. There's got to be that that thought's got to be in your head even more of make this bike last. Make. Sh- sure you know really don't take that extra chance that might break the bike or might break yourself because if, if one guy goes out you're done and what i thought was kind of interesting and i bet it was pretty tough for taylor is he led the overall coming you know all the basically all the way through and then uh coming down the last two days uh sanders uh, from australia and uh Garcia from Spain, they were close to him, like they were second and third, but their teams were out of it. So they were going falls. Yeah, they were giving it all. For the overall, Taylor had something to, he had something to be cautious about, kind of. Because they, he couldn't go out either because then somebody, you know, some other team would have won. So there's definitely, and I think if those teams were still in it, they wouldn't have been as pinned as they were. And thankfully, he was still faster than them anyway. He still, <laughs> you know, he still beat them. But uh, yeah, but it was, it, it was crazy because Spain is, um, you know, usually always strong. Italy's always strong. Australia's always strong. And those three teams, because one guy went out, done. Yep. So yeah. it's gonna. I think it's gonna shake up results if they continue to keep it that way for a while, uh, it's going to shake up some results because it's pretty often that somebody, one guy from the team goes out. Yeah, I'd like to see, I liked the lesser the numbers because I think it does allow the ability to have more teams participate, right? It's less money because it's, right. it's, it's, it's a ton of money to get six guys and then four guys and then three ladies and all, yeah, and and any all, and all the club teams. bikes shipped over there. I mean, it's, it's a huge expense. Yeah, but I think if for the trophy team, if they did five riders and they took four scores, like I, I like the idea of the four scores. I think if they said, you know what, next year let's do five riders. We get one throwaway. I mean, if you think about that for this year, like there would have been so many more teams still in the mix second third fourth day into this thing now granted it was italy and spain i believe what they were the ones out on the fifth day but uh still like i think it would have been were they just were you would probably know better than myself were they just one guy down for italy and spain at the end there yeah yeah um who was it for spain was uh uh cervantes and he got hurt at the end of day four so he didn't ride day five and the the guy uh, manuel monty from italy 
got hurt on the first test of day five. Day five, yep. So, and then Australia was out like day two because Strain got hurt. Yeah, his heel. And then right? Milner broke a sprocket. So they were, you know, they were down to two guys. They really were out of it. Um, so that were, those that's three countries that are always really strong that were out of it. So I kind of like your idea of five and take four scores. Yeah, but. so having those three top contenders out like that this year, they might revamp that and, and, and take a close look at it for next year and add a guy. Yeah. I mean. Could only hope. And if they do, we'll call it the seat time rule. <laughs> Why? The seat time rule, yeah. The seat time rule. You can claim. You're welcome, FIM. You're welcome. All right. So what, what I thought was interesting um, is is you guys had some. You, you go to your to your blog post that you were writing on Racer X day one, starting in the back. Like everybody seemed to have issues with that. Now, granted, it was unfortunate that we had so many issues, not just bike issues, but also uh, health issues last year with Caleb and I believe Taylor Robert too. Um, so we had, because of that poor score, just because uh, the two riders out, we had a very back-of-the-pack start this year. Now, you talked about 2013, how in Italy you had that same issue to deal with because you were a club rider. But in the long run, you were a lot faster than a lot of the junior teams uh, and, and the ju- trophy team members and things like that from the 2013. So talk us through that. Like, What were those, two, those first two days like for everybody where they were complaining about the dust, but you know us just internet readers didn't really get a chance to kind of see it. Yeah. Well, if it was anything like Italy, it was, you couldn't see your hand in front of you Mm -hmm. on some of those tests. And that's what they were saying over there. That it was dust was so bad. And what the problem is, if, if you were riding with only guys, your speed, it wouldn't be that bad because you take off 20 seconds behind the guy in front of you. And, Theoretically, if you're all about the same speed, you're going to have at least 15 by the end of it. You know, so you're 15 seconds behind him the whole time, 15 to 20. The problem is, them starting so far back, they were behind guys from, well, so the E1 riders, the guys on 250s. So Lane was on the E1 bike. He was behind E1 riders from Chile, uh, Argentina. Ecuador, like all these countries that nothing against them, but their guys aren't as fast as our guys. Right. So when they get to the test or they get in the test, he might take off 20 seconds behind him, but by a minute into it, he's all over him, but he can't pass him because he can't see anything. So you lose. I know when I was in Italy, I was, I had to start behind the women and the juniors and some of the club guys to start with. And I, there was nothing for me to pass five or six of the women in one, one test. But you got to think, every time you come out of a corner and you can't see because it's dusty, you're losing five seconds per section probably to the guy that was out front that was wide open. He right. could see everything. So it's it's a big deal to be that far back. And it's awesome that after the first day, they were as far up as they were. Because it, it's a huge detriment to be back there in the dust where you can't see anything and have to pass guys because the tests are wide and stuff. But like I said, when you can't see to give a gas, you can't go any faster than the guy in front of you, you know. So, yeah, man. And I, I was wondering about that because it was reading that kind of stuff. And you know, in Texas, we do deal with a lot of dust. But I can remember, and again, enthusiast rider racer here, right? <laughs> not, not what you guys are dealing with. But I remember when I moved to Texas and started doing some of the cross-country races and some of the enduros and things like that, like, I, I had 
no idea how to handle dust, right? Yeah. And I talked to some of these racers and riders, and it's just, you know, you just have to learn how to read the trail and almost read the dust. Like, you kind of, like, have to pay attention to the idiosyncrasies of, of where things are thicker versus thinner. Right. You know, it's like where you can kind of almost see versus not at sea at all. And honestly, the not see it all is probably where you need to head, which is the, the most jacked up part about this whole situation. So then you guys at your level having to essentially, you know, pin it to win it in that kind of stuff is just absolutely insane. So, yeah, that's props to that kind of stuff for sure. That's intense. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it can get sketchy, too, because at that race, you know, you have to pin it. So whether you can see very good or not, it's like. You're well, at least my instincts was I'm gonna take a chance and I'm gonna hold it wide open through this dust. No, I mean, not when you is that like Days of Thunder style, like like, you like cold trickled it and you're just like, I mean, it's uh, it's it's sketchy, but and you have to do it at GNCC's too on the last lap, it's dusty and you're racing with a guy. Like sometimes you gotta go, I don't think there's anything right there. I'm going to hold it wide open and just hope for the best that there's not a big rock or a stump or whatever. And that's what over there, every second counts. I mean, you got to be on the edge the whole time to make, to go as fast as you need to go to go as fast as the other guys are going. Right. So it can get pretty dang sketchy and there it'll be fun. Um, you know, next year they'll go back as the first place team. So they'll start in the front. That'll be much better than starting way back where they were <laughs> last year. Plus, maybe in France it won't be as dusty. Yeah, hopefully. I have a feeling the French are going to want to race in France, though. I think so. So Those a guys. question, since we were talking about the hype and now that you know the USA has finally won, what are the odds to have an ISDE – here in the states again. That was from weeks. Yeah, again because we're going to the Zinc Ranch. Yeah, we'll be at Zinc Ranch this, this weekend, weekend at the National Enduro, where they had the last yep. ISD in the U.S. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is is that something that that they will be able to put together in the next five years? Or I don't know. I've heard talks of it. I've heard some people trying to make a pitch to them. You know, to have one over here. I think from what I've heard, the last one they had was a it was not a good one. Poorly it attended. Was, it was a mess. No, just it was a it wasn't ran very well. From what gotcha. I heard. Now I mean I could be wrong. It could right. be just something that didn't have a good time. I don't know, but I think if hopefully they could get one over here. I think it would be I mean it'd be the same we'd have the same um advantage as, you know, Spain had this Spain year, or France, France will have next, next year. year because it'll be here in our backyard. Right. So hopefully they'll do that one of these days. I just hope that they run it correctly, so you know we can have another one right. and not be twenty something years well, later. Well, here's a here's okay. So here's a question. Now you've been to have you been to any of the motocross as nations? I went to Bud's Creek in '07. Okay. D- who puts okay? Even though it is sanctioned by the FIM. Right? Who actually puts the race on? Like, who's the actual promoter of the track and, and the organization of the event? Do you know? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really up on that. Like, I'm not 100 percent sure. I okay. think FIM has 
does 90% of it or, or makes 90% of the calls. I, I think they're the local, the local club or the, the, the country, the nation's riding club or something. In, in our case, I guess it would be AMA. Mm-hmm. We'd probably have yeah. a lot to do it if, if do with it if it came here. I'm guessing because I know when you go on there and read like last year, you go to the website and they'd have a tab on the website that would say, you know, you'd have ISDE history, ISDE spectator info, ISDE Slovakia. And it would say the the history of ISDE in Slovakia or how their teams did all those years. And this year it was Spain. Right. And they're saying, you know, Spain did this this year and all this stuff. And, you know, they had the last one, the last ISDE they had there was in 06 and – you know, the the club or I forget how they put it, but the federation, I think they called it, of was really excited to have it back. So I would think that that would be our AMA, right. I'm assuming. And I would think that they would have something to do with it as well. Well, that will be a great question for Eric whenever uh, he comes on, I guess, the next show. No, he'll be on after is this. He gonna come back I think on? he's going to come on. He's just going to come on uh, after because no we're having a good time talking with Mr. Ryan. Oh, Sipes, absolutely. Like. Yeah. No, Mr. That. Ryan Sipes want to leave? Are you done? Do you want to go home? He's already uh, home. Good. All you? right. Yeah. <laughs> I got more beer. We're good to go. Um, okay. So, one of the other things that I thought was interesting, Thad having to change parts on the second day, and he had to change multiple times. He had to change uh, a whole brake system, right? And then brake system and a clutch. Is that correct? Yep. Um, now. Both of those things sound like I need beer in a garage, right, to make that happen. <laughs> so I, I want you to kind of like talk us through like what that feels like as a rider to have to go, oh my God, I have to do this in and X five of minutes. minutes for the, yeah. was it like five minutes for and the And do you know, system. did he do those in tech, tech time, like in the beginning of the day, end of the day, or did he do those literally like I just got done with a test, I'm changing it right here kind of a thing? Um, well, no, the rules state that you can't, um, change a part on the bike outside of a, of a time check unless you're carrying the part with you. Could have been, uh, do a couple to a special test and that special test. And then there's a the transfer okay um so that means you got 10 minutes basically you have because normal fun flow is kind of gnarly and the biggest thing the biggest mistake you can do is try to rush it or hurry because you'll you'll skip a step or mess up. Same way with changing tires. When I when they first and before 2013, um, it was you know you got to change tires in 10 minutes. And I'm like, I tried it one time and I'm like, you're insane. There's no way to do it. There's no way. <laughs> and there was many nights that my dad would sit there on the on the chair and you know try to coach me through it or just watch me and whatever. And but when you get over there, it's it's so much more technique than how fast you're going. So if you just make sure you take the steps that you have to take and do the, the technique right, it, it does itself. And the more you hurry and go, crap, you know, I'm, I'm going to run late. 
you'll skip a step and you'll you'll mess it all up. So Thad's been over there. I think this is his fifth year, fifth or sixth year. So, I mean, he's he's good enough to know what he needs to do, and I'm sure they they knocked it out with time to spare. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But that's uh, and that's the kind of stuff I think that guys like. Uh, I mean, like I know that what everything you just went through totally intrigues the crap out of me, and I think that's interesting that you know it's hey. You know, when was the last time you were riding your bike and you're like, man, I really think my rear brakes are going out? Yeah, I'm not going to stop and change the whole system. But yeah, or, or you know, are we going to even notice? Like, eh, I, you know, when I tag that extra tree or two and be like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, where's the then hose? I don't know what happened. Where's the extra hose <laughs> that I'm supposed to have? Like, that's when I'm changing my brake, right? Yeah. Like, and, and that's what I think is, is so amazing that you guys have, you're so in tune with your machines right and you have to be you know i mean it it is it is an extension of yourself for this also it's not you know moto nations is kind of like they're not out there actually taking care and prepping their bike in six days that that is a whole nother aspect of learning how to you know maintain and work on your bike and stuff i mean you know so many of the and, and nothing against moto guys, but, you know, those so many guys. of those moto kids, you know, they don't know how to change an air filter and, and things like that because they've always had their pit dads or, or whoever, their mechanics taking care of it. Here, everybody's doing their own maintenance, and so that's that's a huge aspect of the ISDE, I think. Yeah. I mean, props to, to all those I guys that keep that bike that, running like, for Eric six Kuba days. and some of the AMA and other, other people that were over there of uh, – Jeff Fredette with some of the moms and some of the the, the wives of some <laughs> doing of the, the air filters. Everybody, yeah, doing the yeah. air filters. I was like yeah, cleaning the air filters, getting them ready for everybody, and all that kinds of stuff. So, uh, oh, and somebody, uh, George Dincher, he said, "I want video footage of Sipes's dad coaching tire change practice." <laughs> Can we get that um, when you heal up? Look, I'll no. It was funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not happening. Look, it was funny. It was <laughs> at first. Well, I said, "Dad." Um, or he called me, I think. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm practicing changing tires. I got to change them in 10 minutes when I get over there. He's like, I'll be over in a minute. You know, he, he was going to come <laughs> check it out. And uh, the first first probably five times that I took the wheel off, you know, took the tire off real quick and then tried to put it back on. And he's like, you got to do that different. You got to do that. No, let's do that. And I'm like, I finally was like, here, you do it. Show me how it's done. <laughs> he did. He he's been he's been working on my bike since I was knee high to a grasshopper, and he right. can do anything mechanically. He can do anything, um, but he couldn't change that tire as fast as I could. He he thought he knew what was you know what I should do, and from an outsider looking in, I'm sure it looked easier than it was. Oh, for sure. But. Uh, yeah. It, it was it was good times, but I definitely wanted to throw a tire tool at him at one point or another. <laughs> now here's awesome. a, here's a question, or uh, because the tires are different that you guys use over there, and I've heard that they're much more malleable. So if you practice a lot here in the states and feel like you're not getting it, that but if as long as you keep that technique, what you're learning here in the states correct, that it actually is easier at the ISDE because of the tires that are required at. FIM events. Now, is there any truth to that? Yeah, for sure. The tires we have to run over there are super soft. Okay. And um, that's the thing. That's what I was practicing on was on Dunlops whenever Dad was in the garage <laughs> telling me how to do it. And <clears throat> the quickest I ever got it was like 10 minutes and with Dunlops. 
And now I can do it faster now because I've had a lot. I, that was I was still a motocross guy at the time, right? Which and I've changed tires my whole life, but changing them fast and with a moose, I'd never done that. I'd never raced with a you know changed a moose in my life at that point. Um, but yeah, I was doing it with Dunlops, and then I get over there, and I was I wasn't worried, but I knew like I needed to do it exactly right to, to have the amount of time that I needed. Once I got over there, I was thinking, you know, I'm probably going to do it in ten minutes. Well, when I get over there, it was the tires are so much softer, it's so much easier, and you have the Rabaconda, the you know the tire deal that you can right. kind of push it off. Um, and there's there's techniques that you have to learn with that as well. But I dropped my time to like seven minutes when I got over there. Now I can do two, I can do front and rear off the bike and back on in under five. Wow, you know, so it's it's and it's all about technique, like I said. Um, <laughs> now. Is that every single bolt tight, or is that like what you do in the tech time that you have in the morning? No, what you do, um, you know, I said earlier that you normally get to a time check early. Mm -hmm. You get there with a couple minutes to spare. Well, Correct. at the end of the day, there's a there's a minute your your time your specific minute that you get to go into the paddock to work on your bike. So you, if my time was 340 and I got there at 335 I'll put the bike because we have a kickstand over there I'll put the bike on the kickstand I'll loosen the front pinch bolts both uh, rim locks uh, both axles I'll just have them barely sitting in there um, to where when I get over there it's one turn of the axle nut and it's off pull it so uh, but then you do have to tighten everything back up because when you go out of the paddock you go um, to park for May where your bike's impounded for the night. So you have to have everything tight, you know, when you come out of there or else you have to work on it in the morning and you really don't, you try to keep that to a minimum because what if something else happens in the morning? You know, you, who knows? Um, you need, you want to have that clear, as clear as you can yeah. at morning time. Yeah, I remember uh, Lucas Coma, who's come on the show a couple times in our in our early years. He'd been to the ISTE a couple times, and he always talked about how if if something went wrong in his tire change, and he still wanted to make it on time and not be late, he'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to get my tires done, but I'm going to change my air filter tomorrow morning." Like he would kind of like, "Okay, I'm going to mentally remember I got to do that." Then tell once he's once he's impounded, he'd come back and tell his dad, "Okay, remind me. We've got to put this on the list." These are the three things I need to do because I didn't get them done because of whatever. So, yeah, it's interesting because you got to get like 10, 15 minutes there in the morning to kind of do that kind of stuff. So, ah, yeah. it's so crazy. So much fun. And, uh, Mark. It was awesome. We've got to go. All right. Fuck. I don't know. We've got to do it. So, Ron, are you going to be at the Ironman uh, just hanging out in two weeks? Yes, sir. I'll be there. I won't be racing, but I'm going to come hang out and pass out some candy i guess he's gonna be the seat time representative candy. okay awesome he was the racer x representative for uh, the isde he's gonna be the seat time representative for uh he's gonna yeah, wear he that needs to take over like the instagram straight. and we know the password for that <laughs> yeah it could get weird but we can do that well dude what are some last thoughts on having not just you know watched the isde but having prepped so much for it going up for going up to it having unfortunate events where you could not go and then having been able to cover it for racer x anything else that you haven't 
you feel like you haven't said or want to say or you just want to take a nap. I mean, that's fine too. You know, it's whatever it is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to lie. It was a tough, tough couple weeks. Uh, well, initially was, it's like the carpet just got yanked out from under you. You know, you've, I've gotten all this stuff ready and, and, and I worked hard to get ready for it. I felt really, really good um, leading up to it. And I felt like, you know, it was, I had as good a shot of anybody as winning the thing again. And I knew the team was going to be really good. And then, you know, by the time I got, by the time my head was clear again, the guys were on the plane and already to Spain, you know? So it was, that was a pretty tough time. And then I was super happy for them to win, obviously, but a certain part of me was like, dang it, you know, I should have been a part of that. I should have been on the team that won it for the first time. Uh, but I mean, like I said, things happen. I'm happy for, um, Taylor winning the thing. I know he wanted it really bad and he's, he's wanted it bad for a long time. He was, he's the one that got me to go the first time in 2013. He loves the race and loves, um, the significance of it. And I'm pumped that he was able to get the win and lead the team to, you know, a victory and, and Caleb and Thad and Lane and, they all did good and it's awesome like honestly it's hard to it'd be I wouldn't want to jinx anything but I think that everybody believes we can now because we just did right. uh, I think we're going to have a lot more success in the future just because now it's it's possible yeah. for you know all, everybody before before last year, probably would have said, oh, yeah, it's possible to win. But if they really believed it, you know, who knows? It's one of them things, like subconsciously, do you really believe that you can fly? Uh, you know what I mean? Right. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now they've done it. So, of course, they believe they can go win again. So I think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up a lot of doors. I think, um, I think we're good enough, and I think we're going to keep having a lot of success. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's uh – you know, Steve Mathis on the Pulp Mix show talks about that confidence a lot. You know, there's like that, that kind of mentality that goes with that and that if you've done it before, it, it, it's something you can kind of look back on and be like, no, I know I can do it. it. It's been done before. And we've never had that, right? And now, to your point, like it's like, nope, we did it last year. Why can't we win again, right? Like, Yeah. So, well, have you ever heard the story of the four-minute mile? Is it okay if I say no? No. <laughs> so running a mile in under four minutes, like on your feet, it was forever. Nobody could do it for like thousand, you know, however many time, however many years there's been clocks to keep time. Nobody could run a mile in under four minutes. When one guy finally did it, like five more people did it the same year. Oh shit! Wow. So you know what I mean? So it's like, oh wait, they can do it. Now I can do it. So I think that's kind of it's it seems stupid it sounds kind of dumb like you should have been riding your best the whole time but it's it's not that now that we know we can win um I think we have much better odds of winning again and hopefully a lot more right yeah and sorry it's like that reminds me about what Caleb Russell was saying is about how he mentioned multiple times in some of his quote uh quotes how he was afraid to go to the ISTE in the mid 2000s like uh, 
and now and he didn't even know what that fear was about. He was just afraid to go because it was an event. It was a series. It was a racing format he didn't know. Right. Right. I mean, for, for a guy that had grown up doing the GNCCs, right? Like, yeah, it was totally That's different. what he knew. Um, and so it's interesting now to, to be able to see how happy he is to be a part of a team that has now won that event. And he's gone a couple of years now, and he's had a ton of fun, a lot of good times, uh, though he did get injured last year. Nobody wants that. But, I mean, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Um, and one day I just hope that I can give Team USA the after party that they deserve from this year and have the fact that they had to get on a plane like five hours after they got the trophy. That's just shit. They, yeah. they didn't, they didn't even get a chance to like, like, you know, to like raise raise the roof or whatever kids. Yeah, well, hey, you did. Know. You sold shirts this year. It's a good start. You raised some money for the team, so you're gonna work your way up. You're gonna be throwing the party soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next year we're gonna sell. Well, we're not gonna talk about what we're gonna sell next year. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Wow. I don't know. It'll get weird. There'll be shirts and bottom pieces. <laughs> Bottom pieces, all right. Yeah, but that'll be for our Thursday night show. There you go. That's adult only. 21 over. All right, well, Mr. Ryan Sipes, I apologize for keeping you so much longer than we had anticipated, but I do uh, very much appreciate uh, you spending some time with us talking about not just dirt bikes and off-roadness and things like that, but really giving your opinion. It really does mean a lot to us. And by us, I mean the community of dirt bikers out there that are right. that are these enthusiasts, you know what I mean? They're, they're, we're not the guys that, that get paid to do this. We're the guys that really do live uh, tooth and edge, just watching kind of the, the social media and paying attention to how everything is going. So thank you very much for your seven days of coverage on Racer X, and then, of course, your, your hour, hour and a half here on Seat Time. <laughs> I apologize again for keeping you late. No worries, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And by the way, thank you for making that shirt look sexy. I was afraid I was going to be the only one tonight doing that. But uh, I'm glad to see that there's two of us in this country right now that look really damn good. He pulls That's it off right. better than you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You have a great night. And uh, heal up well. And make sure uh, you say hi to all, all the good people at uh, Iron Man and have fun out there. All right. Will do. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace. Okay. So... Eric Kudla says that he's at the airport and he has Skype on his phone. Okay. So how... Yeah, because I want to hear the whole... Well, he's really pissed off and I've been drinking beer and you still have another beer. Have you even... Yeah. I'm fixing Why is that right still now? between your legs? Well, I was keeping it nice and warm. <laughs> Just like my microphone. Like I am like, I am like too many 6% beers in. What are you doing over there, buddy? Get my next one now. Oh, well, okay. Shit, Steven. Oh. Well, yeah, because I want He said he's got old. Skype on his phone, so let's see what happens. I'm going I told him to Skype us and see what happens and so then if that doesn't the whole, happen. Um, ISDE. Yeah, so the, for those of you who don't know, um the ISDE wrapped up on Sunday, right? And the ISDE after parties are to die for. They are freaking awesome. The best after party I've ever been to was the 2012 there in Germany. Like, seriously. Like, for reals, bro. And I was like, oh. I, so I was texting everybody on the World Trophy team. I was like, oh, how was the after party? And they're like, 
Yeah, we had to get on a bus at 3 a.m. the day after we picked up the trophy. So not a single one of us got, like, Lane Michael took a cat nap. Everybody else was like, oh, yeah, we had a couple drinks. You know, but it was like. It was because you weren't there. You would have made sure that just because they had five hours, they still partied for that five hours. I know. I would have been just like, like Matty Phillips the year that I was there. He's like, hey, he's like, what do you want? I was like, I want a beer. He comes back with a Red Bull vodka. Yeah. Next time, what do you want? I was like, oh, I really want a beer. What do you, <laughs> Red, Bull Red Bull vodka. vodka. Like, my heart was about to explode, and shit was getting weird, and all that other kind of stuff. I keep telling him, I was like, we're trying, and we're not getting him. So, we'll, I don't know. He's like, ah. So, I told him, I was like, Skype us. He's like, no, not going to happen. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. You're on it's, the you're on the internet. Been, well, kind of. Yeah, it's just my voice. It's saying that I I have to have Skype credit or something. I don't know. I think I might not be signed on to the right thing, or whatever. I don't know. Your picture looks really good though of you with your little get extreme shirt and everything. It's yeah. sexy. A little thumbs up. Yeah. Hey, let's go to Eric Kudla's Instagram and get some pictures of him at the ISDE. There, there was one you were tagged in, which was pretty fucking spectacular with the American flags. Oh, yeah, that was pretty damn bitching. Um, so, Mr. Yeah, Eric no, Kudla, that was the what are you doing right now at this moment that we are talking to you? Uh, well, I was at Kroger's because I'm on the East Coast, <laughs> um, so I had to pick up some headphones to do this. <laughs> and then uh, now I'm driving back over to the airport, and it's supposed to land in like 15 minutes. So we are going kind of early. Um, supposed to land at 10:20, but um, so we might need to find somewhere to park. Uh, there's a McDonald's right over here. We're gonna be parking at, but because uh, I want to talk to you guys for a minute. Don't Maybe, don't go to McDonald's. Don't eat at McDonald's. I'm just gonna. I'm not you. eating there. Okay, good. He's just parking there. there. I'm just, just waiting. parking there. It's it's already not good enough for me to park there, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I will um, take up your parking spots. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it it just sucks. Um, like so, basically, the trophy got through all the customs, all the stuff. We get to JFK, and everybody's talking about how terrible that airport is to begin with. And then, and then I get to the end and I'm watching the, the bags being like hurled off of the plane. Yeah, we and saw I the video like, well, of that. No, and by hurled, you mean thrown, right? Like for real, like they, they were like chucking them out of the side of the plane, like they're over it. And, um, and I don't see the box. And I was like, well, that's, maybe I just missed it. I wasn't paying attention to that or something. And then I get there and all the box bags come off. And and then uh, ours doesn't. There's no there's no trophy. I mean, it got through Spain. It got into America, no problem. <laughs> and then then at JFK, they're like, nah. And that was it. Negative. And basically, whatever. And whatever this is. And uh, basically, I guess they they took it. They, it went through customs. Went through TSA. And then when they saw it just before putting it on the plane, they went, oh wait a second. What is this? Because it's in this kind of like if you saw if you're following it across the uh, yeah no we were yeah over 
If it, it looks like it's a bomb. I mean, it looks like it. It's just, <laughs> and, is that is that the case that opened, they gave to you, or is that the case that you put yeah, it in? And, uh, and it's even funnier is it came from the Australian, and it was the woman's case. They're like, here's your case, guys. And <laughs> it was the woman's trophy case. So we're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, dicks. And uh, Yeah, thanks, dicks. But... Um, but whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, uh, that's one of the things about this ISDE is, is like Ryan kind of touched on it for a second, is we started in the back. We had the smallest paddock. Like, we asked for the certain size, and then they never gave us our paperwork until August. And then when we turned it in, they said, oh, you turned it in too late. And then we had Ryan break his arm the, literally the day before he left. Had to get a replacement rider in Lane, which Lane killed it. So we started in the back. France didn't show up because they were pitching a fit. And by the first day, we were in first. And at the end of it, we took the overall individual win, the overall team win, second junior team, overall club rider individual, C1 overall, C2 overall, third C3, Second, third, fifth, eighteenth, and twenty-first club team. Like basically, the guy was like, and once again, the Americans are up on the stage, like the whole time, and people were over hearing our national anthem at the end of it. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. It, 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 they just kept. They're like, oh yes, yes, no, it starts to okay, get it, bombs and stuff, okay, all right, get it, and, <laughs> and yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was you just a, needed an them amazing. Them to start joining in, right? You're like, and the book is and so, and so yeah, and then so, anyways, like we're getting Be lost nice trying to, to find, get, get around the airport, find the McDonald's. Be but nice yeah, to the ocean. So, um, she's, she's being your chauffeur. Yeah, she's totally driving you around while you're on seat time, bro. Yeah, I know. So I, I think that this car has navigation. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like almost 100% sure. Well, I have to ask, but, uh, did you at least get to go to the after party? You know what's funny is is I uh, I went to dinner with the senior team guys. So, of course, they did nothing. Brian's story um, didn't go to the after party? <laughs> I don't know what they did. No, we went to... They, he was like, I want a steak dinner right now. <laughs> and so... We Six went, days. What a we went and Yeah, we went and found this uh, steak place that was cool. Like, it was, it was under a bar, like, underground. And it was basically just us and me, uh, Brian's story, uh, Jubal Brown... Dan Caparelli, uh, Jubal's like dad and mom, and we had this really nice steak dinner. And then we went back to the hotel, and everyone's like, "All right, we're going out." And I'm like, "Man, it is midnight already. I'm golden on this. I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm fine." Uh, but man, from what I understand, it was a good time. <sighs> so I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed that you're like. Like, like, became a ginger, like, at that moment in your life. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, I, I had a good time no matter what. I had a blast. And I don't even really drink anyway. So, I mean, kind of. But, but. You're like, I've looked thing, at like, they really partied. Well 
no, for real, like they partied so hard that the SWAT came out and all the bars got shut down because it was what? Sunday, which they don't really stay open on Sundays anyway. But they did. And like, but they did. Ron and, said there was and no the party. Great Brits, like one of the Great Britain guys was like throwing bottles and breaking bottles in all the bars. Oh, and like, sweet. and like the Australians, I guess, were like, like starting fights with all the bouncers. Oh, yeah. And like, that's my boys. That's like, my boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, who I went home with like, in 2012. I wound up at the hotel of the Australians. <laughs> From the after party. Exactly. Like, everybody left me. Jason Hooper, like, everybody was like, I was the only American left at the after party in 2012. <laughs> so the Australians were like, well, you want to ride? I was like, I don't know where I need to be, so sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But basically, they, they, they celebrated until it was time to leave because they were leaving at 3.30 in the morning right? Um, to, to go take a plane. So they just didn't go to sleep. They just partied, um, which is awesome. I mean, they totally deserved it. They worked. I mean, it was, it was amazing to be there for this. Um, uh, yeah, it was a big deal uh, to be there. This was my first one being there. I followed this event my entire life. I've my my dad tried to qualify. My brother did qualify. I tried to qualify and definitely didn't. Um, and then, uh, and then to get to go and witness this happening and, and it's kind of a weird thing too, cause the whole time we're leading and we're like, but well, we can't be happy about this because you know how this goes, you know, it was just like, like, this is good. This is a good start, but we can't get too excited because especially with the four riders, four, t- four scores, you know, there's anything can happen. Yep. And I know Sad Duval's mechanic was shitting bricks when he was like the last one that had to finish. And. Oh, no. Did we lose the Eric? Bring it in. I think what he's talking oh, about is that Sad uh, Duval actually ran out of oil at one point. And they <laughs> thought that his bike was just going to blow, blow up. up. In the and moto that, section, and that he might actually really? not finish uh, the wow. day. And I don't know if that was the fifth day. I don't know if that was the sixth day. But yeah, there, there was a day where uh, Thad Duval might have possibly like like lost just an for, oil bolt, okay, or something. It's like, did he just forget to put it back yeah, in like, when he was? Uh, what happened? Changing man? the clutch or too much awesomeness? He pulled it off, so I guess too that husky awesomeness. worked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So that was like Thad Duval's deal. Like you know, that was like one. Of, like he almost like they thought he ran out of oil or something like that, right? Oh, I didn't even know about that. That that uh, I think they didn't really say anything about that because you know they didn't <laughs> they didn't want anybody worried about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I didn't actually didn't know that he ran out of oil. Um, but uh, that's awesome that he still finished. Yeah, that's what uh, it's like. That's one of the things. Like, that's one of the things that's great about the chat room. You don't know what to believe. So I'm just kind of saying things that are happening in the chat room. Nobody take me serious. Yeah, who knows? Nobody take me serious. No, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. It it was just like basically every day was solid, Um, and uh, I mean it was it was a good every day. It was like they were being conservative while still being fast as hell. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I loved were, I loved Wayne were, Michaels' comment, and I don't remember if it was a quote that had been posted in one of Ryan Sipes's uh, like day two or day three posts, or if it was from one of the other Dirt Rider posts or things like that. But he's talking about how he had made so many mistakes on day one, and he was like, I don't need to make those mistakes again. So he stepped it back like that five percent, right? And made so many yeah. less mistakes. And he even and said, he's like, I was faster. going so much slower, but I rode so much faster. And it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, ah, uh, it, it doesn't make any damn sense. You know what I mean? Like, mentally, you're like, no, that's not how it works. But it is in those in those seconds yeah, yeah. that you're trying to, to get on, on, on all the other riders. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of like the David Bailey, uh, you got to go slow to go fast kind of thing. Right. You know, the. The less mistakes you make, the more energy you save, and and you're. I mean, that's what if you watch these European guys, it barely looks like they're going fast, and they're destroying us. And we're like, I, but how are they going faster than I go? Because I look like I'm hauling ass, and I am not. Right. And these guys look like they're just cruising, and they're, or, you know. Like no, they're the fastest riders in the world, and they look like they're just cruising half the time. I know it's so it's, it's insane. It's, it's something. It's a sight yeah. to be seen. So how the fuck do we get this event in America again? Uh, a lot of work. Um, well, good thing we Brian have you at the AMA of, now. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's a start. Um, <laughs> we got Eric. Kula. I mean, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Having a ginger on our side seems like a good deal. I mean, yeah. they put you in that position. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know then that we, we won. have a lot of really good stuff in the works for next year. Um, we working towards making ISDE qualifying and ISDE um, a lot more prestigious and um, mean a lot more. Um, and not that it doesn't mean a lot now, but just make it mean, like mean things to other people that don't maybe don't know about it or don't go um, uh, so that, that they can, you know, participate um, either by following it or supporting it or doing all the other stuff. Yeah, like um, that so announcement for work. the ISD um, series? What? There's an ISD huh? series? What? What? What, was, what was posted over there? What? ISD series? Was that you, Eric, that posted it? Oh, there? like in the 90s. Yes. Yes. Um, so we're working on a series of ISDE qualifiers for next year. Um, but that's still in the works. And like I said, uh, Mike Cook, Mike, Mike Cox, Cook, Cox, Mark Cock, Coke, Mark Cock, Mark Cock, uh, might be bummed on the first date. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. That was the only date we got. What was the so. first date? Your date. 14th yeah. and 15th. Those bastards. Maybe. Fucking AMA. Oh, I don't know. God damn it, AMA. <laughs> actually, actually, it's FTR's fault because they were ho- that that's their only open date, and that's Florida Trail Riders. So wow. But uh, anyway, what a bunch uh, of jerks. But uh, yeah, no, good thing we don't have a lot of we already though. didn't we already talk about how you know we want to try to make great events, and then like nobody really Has worries like, about everybody uh, else. They're just like we're just gonna do it when we want to do it because you know it's what we want to do. And it's all right. So we're not going to be in Florida for you, the Eric. Same thing. But it's okay. I can't hear what you're saying, but yeah, sure. <laughs> we will not be with Sounds you. Sounds good. You won't be with us. Sounds good. It's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. 
Sounds good. We love you. That's good. One percent, one percenters. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, but no, I mean it's like I said. What we're trying to do is is just grow, um, grow interest in the sport. And and you know, the biggest thing is like over on the on the in Europe they do this stuff year round. This is what they do is is do world enduro. Right. Where for us it's we don't do that. We do 100-mile trail rides, and we do, you know, seven hours on the bike racing the whole time or whatever. We don't do, like, <laughs> right. enduro. We don't have these time schedules. We don't do this stuff. Yeah. And, like, so, for instance, Taylor Robert, when I talked to him, he said, you know, the biggest difference is it's, like, my feet don't hurt when I walk around. I'm not nervous about the schedule at all. It's basically two world enduros back-to-back, and that's it. I mean, it's nothing different than any of us normally do anyway. Like, we're just, it's just a longer one. Hmm. And that's it. And so, that's kind of something, I mean, we used to have a qualifier series back in the 80s and 90s. And, and that's, something I'm, that's something I'm personally trying to bring back. Um, and then if we can show that we take it more seriously, then the prospects of, of us having an IC are a lot uh, larger. Um, the other thing is, is that people always think, well, I got this great property in Virginia. Okay, well, where's everybody going to park? Oh, yeah. Well, where's everybody going to, where's the hotels? Well, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, where's, you know, where are all the semi-trucks going to go? Uh, hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's everybody's got these great ideas about the trail. That's cool, but that's, the trail, I mean, if you, like for us, full gas, puts on amazing events, amazing courses, uh, lots of fun, all badass trails. When you go race in Europe, they're running you through a junkyard. Right. And they're running you through a dump. And they're running you <clears throat> in, like, some back alleys of some crappy little village. And, like, not that it's crappy, but what I mean is that they're not, they're not trying to make the coolest trail. They're putting on a race where they're at. You know, and so... Oh, that was such a good point that he was trying to make. It's like work with what you have, right? You know, did he come uh-huh. back? Yeah, yeah, you're there. Come back. What? You're here. Keep talking. We lost you for a second. Okay, yeah. So, so I'm I'm just pulling up to the airport right now, but <clears throat> I think it's still gonna be a couple minutes before my the bags are even thought about being in. <laughs> but uh, before somebody's gonna throw them <clears throat> to you, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so I'm hopping out into the airport. But uh, anyways, uh, so, yeah, so the, the, it's just different than what we do. You know, we, we're always riding the coolest trails and all the coolest places. Um, but, you know, we can't have spectators and we can't have, we can't ride through the towns and we can't have any sort of cool things like that. And so those are the kind of the steps that we need to take first. Um, is finding a great place like a, a speedway or, uh, you know, like how this was. It was, it was amazing being at the speedway. So, um, Texas Motor Speedway. You know, it's just, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it was, you're not going to have anything. Uh, you know, Daytona's got a speedway, mid Ohio's got a speedway, Vegas has got a speedway. You know, there's, we have, we have possibilities, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, different. 
So, well, anyways, I just want uh, it to happen before I have to like send yeah. my kid off to college and then I can't afford to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's. Uh, well, it's, the, the uh, ISD I mean, qualifier they're, they're, series is a great start, and having you on board and actually going over and seeing and and have, being first, being there firsthand. <laughs> is a huge part of it because now you can be that intricate part that that can relay some of that information to some of the promoters here in the states that are trying to do some of that stuff so that that way we can get it to to be something that that you know we're really not used to besides the full gas yeah so that's awesome yeah I agree. exactly and full gas does a great a great he does a great job about it at it too i mean like lane michael races it and uh a lot of those guys all participate that and 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 actually, in some of the uh, talks about getting Lane was talking about his full gas performances and that he can do the sprints. I mean, so it, it's it's a great place to um, to learn that stuff and to grow um, that part of it. Um, one of the things that's that's different though is he doesn't have the impound. He doesn't have the work period. He doesn't have mm-hmm. those are the those are some of the other things that are stressful um, about ISDE that we're not used to. Right, and that I think maybe adding that kind of stuff would definitely help um, in in tr- training us on how to do it. You know, how to just manage our manage our fifteen minute work period to where like the European guys are just cruising like it's no big deal, but we're like throwing tools at each other and stuff. But actually, you know, this 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 year round they said was the best that the pits have ever been. I mean, we had at one point had twelve people changing tires at the same time in the pits in the smallest pit that we've ever had. And, and it was, it was a sight to be seen. And that's why I kept doing those videos about, um, you know, the pit crews, because that's something you don't see normally. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, sure. it's, 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 uh, you know, like, like when, when my brother went, he, t- it was him and my dad went and raced the race and came back. I had no idea how much other stuff went into it, you know? So, and I follow it my whole life. I didn't realize that it was, that involved and we had when we were getting our volunteers together they said yeah we're really short on volunteers we only have 113 we only have 113 (laughs) volunteers whoops that's how many people we had out there working the checks and and the the work areas and spotting and there was road crossings that we had some of our guys at just because um just to say hey yeah you need water or whatever um there's there was, uh, uh, and then there was probably about thirty or forty people just in the pit. Um, so it was, it was a, a big, big, big thing. And I think uh, if more people knew about it, more people would want to support it. And I think that's going to uh, be one of the things that we do next year is get a lot, lot, lot more support um, from sponsors and and just people that just love the sport. Woo! All right. So biggest. I want your top three takeaways from the event, top three things that you would do differently next time you go to the ISDE, and then your number one way that more people can get involved with learning and or being involved with the ISDE. Uh, huh. All right. Top three takeaways, I guess, would be just, you know, volunteer, because there are a lot of volunteers there, and we could always use more help. Um the uh, other thing is is uh um, adventure france can, can, uh, I, can I be a volunteer that's not sober absolutely uh not during it but after it yeah like 
as like like right after our last rider goes in, absolutely. So I and can pretty much everybody parted. Everybody partied. Well, not everybody. There was a group of dads that partied every night, <laughs> and that was just that was just what they did. Um, uh, another takeaway, I guess, would be uh, that we just have to because it took us a little while to get into the sprints. I know, um, like a Tara Tara um, Geiger. Um, said that, you know, I'm used to racing long races, but this, this seven minute sprint, it's kind of hard to get into. Um, so that's something I need doing full gas and things like that would definitely help with. Uh, man, my wife um, would be so impressed with that. I, my, my, my sprints are like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so those <laughs> are the short ones. It's, it's usually, Tara it must be used to a guy like me. That's so minutes. pathetic. I'm so, I, I feel so bad for her. She's not even married. <laughs> I guess she's engaged or soon to be. I don't know. Yeah, well, but, she's um, getting used to it, and that's fine. <laughs> but uh, and I guess the next thing would just be getting support. Like I said, there's a lot of people that that want to help us, but just don't know that they that they should or that they can. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't understand how much really goes into it. So I think just explaining it and showing what really goes into it. Um, and then what was the last question? Something about something. <laughs> I don't know. It was something. Huh? It was funny at the time. It was my. It was my three. It was my three takeaways, and then another thing. This. Uh, what I would do different or something? Yeah. yeah um, sure. What would you do different? Yeah, what would you I'd do different? Would, oh, I would bring long johns. Because <laughs> it was. It was. It was freezing ass. It was freezing ass cold like 90% of the so time. So you're saying go and commando it was really was cold. not the right idea? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really cold. That, that it ginger was, uh, body raining. hair does not keep you warm. <laughs> yeah, it was raining half the time. Um, so it was, it was bad. I think um, you should so, pack on some, some weight for the next year. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyways... I'm Working here for the, the AMA now. You really, you really got to look the part, buddy. Huh? You're working for the AMA now. You got to look the part. Oh yeah, I guess so. You don't have the but, beer uh, belt. No, I'm actually, I'm actually on the road a lot. I actually race way more now um, than I ever did before, so it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, like I said, there's there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of moving parts um, to the to the whole team, and without all the people behind it, I mean, it, the racers are a very small part of what actually goes on. I mean, it's, it's a whole full year of prep for the event. There's, there's about 15 to 20 core people, Jay Hall, Jeff Redette, um, Paul, Rob, uh, uh, Mike Jolly did tons and tons and tons of work. Uh, Mandy Mast and her dad, Randy, um, all these people, Shannon Scott doing all of our rooms. Um, all, and that was just, that was like our staff. And then on top of that, each racer had a couple people with them. And without all those people, it never would have happened. You know, those are all the back back end people. And so, um, you know, those guys all need a uh, big hand because without them, none of it would be possible. And then Auntie and that whole crew um, of the KTM mechanics and, and techs and all the stuff, guys that were helping with all that. Um, so there's just a lot more moving parts. Um, so it was really cool to be able to be on the back end, see it, and kind of show all you guys all the stuff that really goes on out there. So I was really I like happy it. about that. Well, no, uh, I think we've, We've, we've heard it a couple times in the chat room, and I can definitely say that I appreciate what you did out there. Um, I don't think what you did as a fan 
uh, it, it has anything to do with the AMA. The AMA got you there. Like the position that you're at, obviously, is why you were able to do what you did. But all the videos, all the the, the chatter that you put out on on social media and on the internet and everything like that. I mean, that was just your love for the sport, right? You know, and I think that that yeah was something that we just haven't had before. We haven't had that. We haven't had that person out there with that desire to give a shit. Um, and to cover yeah. the, and to cover and to cover the event with today's way of covering events, right? Um, it's and so I just say thank you for being diligent about that. It's tough, and, you know, being a guy that tries to do that. Like I yeah. know how hard it is. Yeah, when you go to and the so, event, you're like, yeah, I should take a picture of that, or I should have <laughs> sent that, or I should have posted that. But you're so wrapped up in what else is going on, or you're just kind of tired and yeah. exhausted, or you're preparing for your race, and and so you know to be able to post and keep everybody updated. I mean that we both know that. Yeah, it that was, sucks. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a pain in the butt, especially when you don't have service and or your my phone yeah. died all the time. Like half of the half of the feeds ended. Well, my phone's gonna die right now, so uh, more later. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, gosh darn. But but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was, it was, the funny part was, is I did it so much, it got to the point where people are, no live feed today, lame. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, well, <laughs> Suck it, sorry, bitch. Sorry, that I, <laughs> sorry for being a ginger ass I'm, clown. Yeah. Sorry, I'm 40 minutes out of town in the Alps or something that have no service. I apologize. Yeah. Maybe so next time. What was it you whatever. said? You said I, the, you know. the steak restaurant that you guys went to was in the bottom part of, of the bar. A club? Right? Is it a bar? Yeah, it was underneath a bar. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay, so... Oh, and I was want to say real quick, so that, that live video that I did, if you watch it where uh, Thad Duvall crosses the finish line, if you watch it, I'm, like, trying to climb up on this fence and eat crap so hard straight on my face, <laughs> like, off of this, like, four-foot-tall fence. Um, I don't think it... I don't think anybody caught it, but it was super Is it, a, funny like, a live everybody... Facebook video, or was it, like, an Instagram? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. No, it was a it was a live video, and like I'm like trying to climb up on this fence to get a better view, and then like, like slipped off the fence and caught my leg and just literally fell face first into the ground. Oh, it'd be and, so awesome if you're like just, hanging there, like. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, did not see just, that one. I just got up. I just got up and was like, "Oh shit, help me up on the trash can." You're like, "Holy <laughs> like, shit, I'm still filming. Suck it. Here it is, yeah. world." <laughs> that was live. I just ate shit. <laughs> That's like what it was. This is what a ginger looks like when he sucks dirt. <laughs> yeah, it was What day it was, was that? But uh, uh that was the last day. That was day Day 6. six. That Not was like the awards. Yeah. That was Steven. one of the last ones. Well, Steven yeah, is definitely one. going to the internet right now trying to find it, so don't you worry. If we can find it before oh, we yeah. get it done, we will totally yeah, post it. It was the, the, the last video I did was the awards, um, and the one right before that was the actual finish. Um, and about halfway be into it, I ate crap videos, yeah. Um Okay. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you a story, if you have a moment, about the last time that I went to the bottom part of a building with anybody from the ISDE. Do you have a moment? Wait, what? Can I tell you about the last... I thought you were telling a story. I am. I no, am. you didn't tell me. I am. I'm, no, I'm telling you right He's now. He's asking if internet. you have time. I don't know that this, inter- this story has actually come to, come to the internet fame, but... So, we're having dinner with different people. Oh my God, Steven's playing music. We're having dinner with some... ISDE riders, right? This is like two, three days before it starts. Everybody's been walking tests, all that kinds of stuff. 
and uh, they're like, hey, let's go to this club. Okay, cool. Let's go to this club. You know, let's get a drink. This is like the last night that anybody who wanted to kind of drink could drink kind of a thing. And uh, so we go yeah. to this club and we walk in the door and she goes, dance downstairs, sex upstairs. And I go, oh, <laughs> fuck. Now I know what kind of club we're at. And I'm just like, I, I don't I don't know what to do. I want to go upstairs, but I better go downstairs. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so when you were like, the steak place was downstairs, I was like, and well. Then I was like, what was upstairs? Yeah, I was like, the place upstairs was where you wanted to be when I was in a downstairs type place. So, <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, well, I'm hopefully going to see the bag coming off right now. The bags are starting to come off. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, and I'll post a picture of it if it makes it. All right, will you so. tag us? We're going to go, too. We're going to close this up after we get done with you. Thank you, Mr. Eric Kudla, for spending some right. time All on right. the Internet with us. We apologize if your girlfriend it won't beat you off later um, because of the fact that you didn't pay attention to her at all. Um, soon, though, it, you, All right. you can make it All up right. to her. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I like it when they just... I gotta go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm overseeing Tom now. Do you have any idea how done I am with you right now? (laughs) It's like, do you already know what Ocean was giving me? Some dirty looks. Yeah. I I know it has navigation in this car. There is needles. There's like a thumbnail literally in my scrotum right now. Like, you get the fuck off the phone. (laughs) Right? I know. I think I drink more than normal. Well, that's good. I'm not, opposed, good I'm not opposed to it. I had a lot of fun. Did you have fun? Had a great time. Any, uh, preferred the other beer, obviously, any, than that one. Any takeaways? Uh, takeaways, uh, obviously, I'm not going to Florida for some ISD... Fuckers. Damn bullshit. Definitely but not going to Florida. It's okay. Fucking Texas. Um, totally awesome, you know, that they're going to... That they're trying to work on something because I would love to attend to some of those. I know Hoops uh, talked to me several times. Said, "Man, you got to get out to one of these full gas." The last one for the uh, season is in November the nineteenth, I believe. They're fixing to oh, have yeah, one it's coming up. Coming yeah, up, so yeah. full gas. If if you haven't checked it out, uh, there's one in November. Go check it out. Uh, I know I'm gonna convince this guy to you know take my bike out there or something and let me ride with him, uh, so we can check one out. But Wait, am I driving? Sure. It's only like North Carolina. I South really Carolina. don't do a good job with that. All right. Well, anyway, so we're gonna have to get Mark's weeks drives. There we go. He, Mark, he'll go. Mark weeks. So that guy. Uh, great USA one. That's awesome. It was great having Ryan kind of kind of fill us in on some of the the backdrop on some of that and you know uh, kind of answer those questions about why we don't have an ISD in the U.S. yet and you know Eric was kind of spot on with that. I mean, heck, most of the people here don't even know about the impound and things like that, so they don't know – they wouldn't know what to do anyway. So, Yeah. Well, okay, so one of the things that it's, – it's been so cool for the ISD – for Team USA to have won the ISDE, there have been dudes that have been racing this within the States for, for so many years. And, and if any of you guys do watch and or listen to Sea Time, what we would like you to do is send us your thoughts on – the fact that the, IS, the the Team USA has won the ISDE and two dudes that have done that is Ben Smith and Brian Penny. And so we've got a couple of videos from those guys kind of just stating how they feel about the fact that they've been to the ISDE, they've competed multiple times, and how awesome it is for you know Team USA to have finally kind of taken the overall spot and have won it.
Hi, I'm Ben Smith. I'm a five-time member of Team USA. And uh, it really means a lot that the United States has finally won the, uh, the coveted world trophy. Um, you know, that they, it's been a long time coming. Uh, every year the United States is a contender for it. And, uh, and finally, we've, uh, we've shown the world that we're really a force to be reckoned with in the, uh, in the world of off-road motorcycle racing. One day, I hope to be a senior club rider. And I say that because I'm 37 now. And by the time I actually How get a chance... Senior is 40 up. 40 up, okay. So, like, I feel like... Honestly, like, I mean, like, you think about it. Like, if I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be faster than a bunch of fucking 20-year-olds in my late right. 30s, yeah. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I know that, like, my window to, like, get my shit together from it's 38 to 40... Is it's coming, coming up. up. Get your crap right? together. So next yeah, year, yeah, because you know, like, story, uh, super fast, dude. Yeah, uh, Dan Caparelli. I've hung out with him a few weekends now, mm. doing some national hair nouns. Awesome dude. He's super fast. So yeah, you need to start working, working mm. on your game there, bro. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, this is Brian Penny, right? All right, Brian, tell us what's up. Hey guys, Tom wanted me to do a quick little video about my experience at the International Six Days Enduro. I went in 2003 to the 78th International Six Days Enduro in Fortaleza, Brazil. It was an amazing experience, something I wouldn't give up for anything. The people, the culture, uh, the racing, my teammates, everything was, was awesome. To see the U.S. win this year is absolutely incredible, something they haven't been able to do in 91 years. Taylor Roberts, Caleb Russell, Michael Lane, Thad Duvall, you guys need a standing ovation, a serious congratulations. What you guys did will go down in the record books and is an amazing feat. Thanks, and hopefully we can do it again next year. Bye-bye. Boom. Done. I think I would be just as excited if I had been to the IHTE multiple times at, at a very younger age, right, than we are now. Yeah. Um, and in whatever capacity, club rider, junior, trophy, whatever, and like these guys finally win it, right? Like you know, right. like and you yeah. know that in the early two thousand, you know what it took, yeah, because like, you've been there. Just having done that, so it's cool that those guys wanted to kind of send us some of their thoughts. Again, we're gonna, we're gonna, the trophy guys just got back. I mean, like everybody was nine hours ahead of us, so I didn't want to like bombard them with trying to come on the show. And all that kinds of stuff. So it was great that Ryan Sipes and Eric Kudlow wanted to come on and talk about that kind of stuff. So if anybody else does have any thoughts, if you have been to the ISTE, you want to kind of send us your thoughts, please do so. You can you can email us. You can send them to our um, message us there on Facebook. Any of that. Like obviously these guys, they use their phone. They just send us a couple of you know kind of a selfie yeah. video, if you will. Um, do the same thing, man. We want to know what your thoughts are. If you're an enthusiast of this shit and you're just excited, that's fine too. We want to play your shit on feed time. So make sure you send that kind of stuff. So, Marster, Mark Cook. Cock. Cock. Again, Rev Limiter, January 14th and 15th here in North Texas. $10,000. Rev, Rev Limiter Extreme.com. Rev Limiter Extreme.com. Mm-hmm. Go in, pre-register, get signed up early. Make sure everything's taken care of. Instagram, Facebook, Rev Limiter Extreme. Boom. Done. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We got some great uh, sponsors. Uh, it's it is for the Multiple Sclerosis Association. Hundred percent of the proceeds go there. But we do have Kenda Tire on board, uh, Fly Racing on board. Um, 
Freedom Power Sports, NTX Off-Road, uh, Craig Thompson with SRT. He said he wants to be on board, so we should be good to go. We're getting some uh, – and we always encourage more sponsors. If you're watching, you want to be part of it, you know, hit us up. Let Reach us know what's on going out. on. And let's do some stuff. Oh, look, website. Woohoo. Long Henry. Long Henry Industries. Chuck Long Henry uh, is a very big enthusiast of uh, anything that's extreme. And so he <laughs> totally wants to. Uh, one of the things about the, the Rev Limiter Extreme, a lot of guys are all freaked out. Oh, I don't want to tear up my bike. As long as you don't Chuck Long Henry your bike, you're good to go. <laughs> the, you know, the first few races, oh. uh, for us North Texas guys, uh, the old style Toro races, that's going to be the first qualifier. Just some good, tough trails like we used to have in Toro where you were just excited if you finished the damn race. Yeah. But, you know, you don't that's go out there the and tear anymore. stuff up. No. But anyway, so it's not going to be anything that you're going to have to worry about tearing up your bike. If so, we'll have, you know, NTX off road and Freedom Power Sports. With new plastic. With plenty of stuff there <laughs> for you to come on by and get it. We make so. shit happen. Well, cool. Well, Mr. Mark Cook, I appreciate you taking the time to come on Seat yep. Time. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Brian Pierce. You can find me on the internet at Woody B. Pierce. This is Seat Time. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Seat Time. You can find us on Twitter. It's at Seat Time underscore CEO. On the Instagrams, it's at Seat Time. Please try to give us a subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be doing a lot more little fun videos next year. Um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. So a and lot buy of some news. stuff. And buy some stuff now. Off oh, the ah, yeah. So the next six days, you guys can get this shirt. After that, it's going to be gone for at least the rest of the year because I can't keep calling the printer and telling them, oh, we need, another, need, some more. We need another 10 because that's, that's an ass load of money. Let's not even talk about how much that shit costs per shirt at 10. Let's make sure we sell 25 of those things. You guys wanted it. You get it, okay? This is because of you, not because of me. This is for y'all. Y'all asked for it. They're available again. You got six more days. Get in there, buy them. Support seat time. Support Team USA. Have fun with it. Um, yeah, we'll be live again next week. It'll be a good time. And uh, yeah, remember, I was enjoying Pat Fair Basham. <laughs> <laughs>